the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know you're not Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I'm so, so glad that you are here with us today. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very, very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you all so much for listening. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing. It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice, but we are here to walk the path with you wherever it may lead. And we bring you specialists who can br- can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can really bring out your worst and give you hope. Today, we tackle a tough subject. And it may hit close to home for some of you, but hang with me here and know this. As hard as it can seem, feel, or in fact be, facing the truth of what is happening in your life and in your marriage, whether separated or divorcing, is really what needs to happen for you to move forward in any way. So if you've been listening recently, my guest and I have been talking about a hole. We've likened it to divorce. And if you want to catch up, go back to episodes 41 and 42 in your podcast app or find them under podcasts and the Divorce Coaching Hour on KKHT.com. So we said that when we are going through divorce, that it may feel like we are in this deep, dark hole and there is no way out. Here's the trouble. When we are in that hole... And again, whether we're separated or divorcing, we tend to keep digging. And that hole, it keeps getting deeper and darker. But there's a thing we can stop doing. We can stop digging. That really is the key. Just stop digging. Of course, though, that can be a lot easier said than done. I get that. So we are here today for you and with help to help you stop digging. Today we are going to talk about 
facing reality as a way to stop digging. And when we do that, we, we have to take a big, bold look at what is really happening. We have to take a big, bold look at the truth. And then and only then can we begin to see the light and get out of that hole. So what truth are we talking about today? We are talking about infidelity, but not necessarily the type of infidelity that you might think about off the top of your head and we most often hear about. Today, we are going to talk about financial infidelity. And I'm so happy to share with you that we are joined by our friend Scott Peacock. Scott has joined us a couple times during the last year and spoken to us about various aspects of mental health in the midst of divorce. Scott is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a licensed professional counsel counselor, amongst other credentials. I could go on and on. He uh, specializes in sex addiction, uh, fair recovery, anxiety, mood disorders, and mindfulness. And he's here today to help us tackle this topic and to help you face the truth so that you can start climbing that ladder out of the hole of divorce. So, Scott, hello. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me back again. I'm still waiting on my uh, staff uh, uh, therapist for the show's business card. I haven't gotten them yet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I will have to get my virtual assistant on that. I say virtual because you are virtual right now. You are over the phone because guess what? Social yeah. dis- distancing, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm I'm here at my bunker at the house. Now uh, we're all doing great and uh, just glad to be here to uh, talk with folks and help them out. Yeah, you know, the fact of the matter, Scott, is that, I mean, okay, so this show is is podcasted. People will hear it in the future, but as it's airing, we're in the midst of the coronavirus. And last week we spoke about the coronavirus and what we can learn from and through it with regards to crisis in our lives, the crisis of divorce and so forth. And so my heart really goes out to, I mean, obviously all people of the world going through this crisis, we all are, it's affecting everyone. But, you know, I think about the, the, those people also who are in the midst of divorce and obviously other struggles, but this show is called the divorce coaching hour. And so I think about those people as they're, you know, um, facing divorce right now you know maybe they just were given divorce papers maybe they're maybe they're in the middle of divorce and they're you know their kids are with their spouse or they're having challenges figuring out the social distancing with kids back and forth and or maybe they're a single who's coming out of divorce and really looked for that social interaction uh before and so that's you know, that's all important. And so I'm glad that we can still be on the air and we can still bring um, some forward movement through this crisis amid divorce as well for people because this divorce doesn't stop. I mean, I, you know, wish it would, but, you know, people are in the midst of it right now. And so one of the aspects of divorce, as we talked about, is infidelity. People know that. Um, and, and it's a heavy subject. Uh, we, like I said in the opener, we often think about you know the sexual side of that, the sexual infidelity. But we're talking financial infidelity, and that's a really big subject too, maybe bigger than we even know. So, my first question, Scott, is what is financial infidelity? So 
The first time I heard this term was more than a decade ago when I heard Dave Ramsey uh, say those words on his now-defunct Fox Business Channel show. And so therapist and author Deborah L. Kaplan defines it as keeping financial secrets within an intimate relationship. But I, I find it goes beyond that. Uh, you know, it's within the bounds of an intimate relationship, but it's also an intimacy problem. And like you said, when most people hear the word intimacy, they think of sex. But there are other types of intimacies in a relationship. There's emotional, there's spiritual, there's intellectual. Um, we are right now, many couples are dealing with crisis intimacy. So mm. um, maybe faced with a job loss or we're all cooped up together for the next several weeks or however long this thing lasts. And, you know, during these crises, things boil to the surface. It's funny, usually after Thanksgiving and after Christmas, I'll get phone calls within a couple of days, my, my census of, of my clients picks up because everybody's been at home and there's been nothing to do and things come to light or things were found out or somebody goes digging. You know, that's interesting. So, it brings me really quickly to January is known, but not necessarily proven, but tends, tends to see spikes of divorce in January yeah. after the holidays. So I'm tracking with you. Right, exactly. So, and then financials. So, you know, and, and with each of these types of intimacies, we have security needs related to them. And financial is not exception. I think that's probably the most blaring one. Mm. You know, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and psychology at the bottom is, is you know, physical things and safety. Um, so I say financial infidelity is an intimacy problem that involves keeping secrets within the relationship. So I think it's a matter of communication and, uh, you know, vulnerability, you know, being able to say, hey, this is, um, this is going on, and, and I did this. And, you know, it's not, it's not easy to come forward and say that, but um, before it becomes a crisis and a uh, home's lost or, um, you know, a, a large amount of financial resources are gone, uh, we have to speak up and say something. So I'm get, okay. So financial infidelity. Give us some examples. I know you were just beginning to touch on those, but uh, you know, I heard um, what what would be those situations that would kind of define or be defined by financial infidelity? Well, um, let me back up and, and and go over some stats, and I think this will this will flesh it out a little bit. Okay. So. Um, CreditCards.com had a survey uh, that just came out, um, I believe in January. Uh, 2051 respondents, 1,378 were married in civil partnership or living with a romantic partner. 44% had committed financial infidelity. 17% had some kind of covert account, like checking savings. 12% had secret debt. Now, 34% said that they spent excessively without telling their partner. And that could be compulsive spending or it could be just, you know, hey, I, I want this new toy and I didn't want to have to ask permission, so I just bought it uh, type of thing. Um, millennials, 45% 
So generationally, uh, millennials, 57% have financial secrets, 45% Gen X, 37% Boomer. Okay, so I'm hearing a big word in there, secret. Secrets. Yeah. Secret spending, 42% millennials, 37% Gen X, 28% Boomer. And I'm not pounding on the millennials. I know they get it a lot these days. But um, so reasons, um, desire to maintain maintain control by still having separate finances. Um, Some just feel they never needed to share. 26% are embarrassed about the way they handled money up to that point. So it's like they got in over their head. And high-income people uh, seem to be less embarrassed about it, but people who you know, had low incomes, they seem to be, you know, that they're, they're more on the edge. So that, that's a bigger deal. And um, so as far as, you know, how the betrayed partner felt about it, 27% felt financial infidelity is worse than having a sexual affair. 30% thought it was about the same. Um, and, you know, that, that's very telling that, um, you know, when we think of infidelity, immediately we go to somebody had sex outside the relationship. Okay, so or we even immediately, sorry to jump in there, and we're coming up yeah. to the first break. So we're, we're talking about financial infidelity, and there's a lot of stats out there. But the things that I heard was covert, secret, desire to maintain mm-hmm. control, and embarrassment. And so when we come back, we're going to unpack more of it. We're getting an idea of what financial infidelity is, but we're going to talk about how it comes to light how it causes problems in relationship and maybe what can be done about it. We're with Scott Peacock. You guys stay tuned. Don't miss us. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. Real Estate Radio is super fun. You probably have heard the Real Estate Rat Pack, Rob Cook and Chris Kelso. If you haven't, check out the Real Estate Rat Pack. They are on every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 FM. That's right. Rob Cook and Chris Kelso doing tremendous work. They are the Real Estate Rat Pack. You can find them at realestateratpack.com. That's realestateratpack.com and Every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 FM, the Rat Pack has got your back. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. 
There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. And we are back with Scott Peacock. Uh, Scott has been with us a couple times on the show. He's a friend of ours and so glad to have him back, bringing in um, kind of the mental health component of divorce. There's so many different components of divorce. Uh, Scott is a licensed professional counselor and uh, works in just an array of um, different aspects within mental health and and helping people through divorce and and other situations. Today, we're talking about financial infidelity. And in that, uh, in the first segment, we were talking about kind of what is financial infidelity and that financial infidelity is ultimately what I took away, Scott, was that it's covert, it's secret, it's hiding of the financial aspect, whether it be whether it be credit or debt or uh, funds, uh, money, uh, all of that, um, it's a big topic. Uh, so, Scott, I'm wondering, like, how does this come to light in a divorce? Like, so how is it discovered? You know, just tell us all about that. Well, I most often come across this when I'm helping individuals and couples find their way back from sexual betrayal. And it mm. usually starts with finding a receipt or seeing something on a bill. What was this big charge? Uh, why is there a receipt for a hotel in your car? Things of that nature. Um, other ways I've seen it uh, is you know, paying the bills of an affair partner, hiding to the extent of money spent on, uh, on commercial sex, prostitutes, large ATM withdrawals from a strip club, um, and secret bank accounts or prepaid ATM cards to uh, funnel money elsewhere. Um, But I've also seen it related to some other issues, so hiding other addictions or problems. I've had clients who've opened secret credit cards to buy food for their food addiction. I've seen um, clients get in trouble with the IRS because they just got overwhelmed and didn't file their tax returns. Um, business losses is a big one. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep my company afloat, so I'm, I'm taking money from, you know, whatever other resources we have, funneling it that way. Compulsive shopping, uh, using shopping to uh, regulate your mood. You know, some people use alcohol. Some people go shopping. Um, poor record keeping and just getting carried away, and even like like gambling losses. Mm. So I I either see it as uh, something that that comes about as um, you know a sexual betrayal issue, but there are, are certainly, and that's just my focus within my practice. But there are absolutely other ways that this comes up. But usually, it's it's a line item on a, a statement or a receipt, or you know, we make all this money and we have nothing to show for it. Where right. is all the money going? So something's happening, whether what I'm getting from that is uh, trying to put myself in, you know, the people's shoes of what's going through and having that I've gone through similar things is you see something, you might kind of go, 
okay, what's this? And our mind might be like on a credit card statement and we might even pass that over. Um, okay, I really don't know what this is, but then something else comes up um, and maybe IE, um, you know, like you said, the receipt, you see something else that comes up and it drives you down the path of sexual infidelity. But as you dig in, you see so many different aspects of infidelity is what I'm hearing. It's, it's, it sounds very complex is what I'm saying. Yes, it, it's, I, I, I have seen situations where it's just strictly been financial. Okay. But many times it is a complex infidelity and it may be, there may be a root uh, cause and the financial infidelity is, is, is a secondary part of that. But, you, you know, it, it seems like, you know, reading over the stats a little while ago, we, we've got people who are just not communicating about money in relationships. And they, that seems uh, to be like a big problem. Oh, a big problem. And, y- y- you know, if, if I go buy a, a, a set of golf clubs, <laughs> uh, I probably, you know, if, if you want nice ones, uh, well, then they're going to be expensive. So I probably ought to say something like, hey, I really want to do this and, um, you know, something I'd like to have and I've waited for. Probably better to save up for it than buy it. However, you know, sometimes we're all we're all a little impulsive. So that goes back um, to intimacy. And then, you know, even a small level thing like, you know, I bought this dress or, or a guy, I bought this jacket. Um, those things over time can snowball right. and add up. And what it's indicative of is a lack of intimacy right. about the financial aspects of our relationship. And it's it, the, the, the common phrase I've heard so many times, and I don't have an exact statistic, is that you know a lot of marriages break up or, or the number one cause of divorce is money. Um, I, I, I'm not exactly sure if that's true or not, but um, I, I see a lot of fights over it. So it's something that needs to be addressed. And when we are able to sit down and do that, I feel like the relationship gets stronger. And when, you know, we could do some things like have a limit, like, look, I won't spend more than X amount without confiding in the other partner. Okay, so intimacy, yeah. right? And not communicating. Right. There's so much in there. And to, you know, bring it to where we are with the show, we, people are either uh, considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it, right? And so yeah. one of the goals for the show is if you are considering divorce, uh, we want you to look at it eyes wide open and people may hear the word divorce coaching and think you know, I've laughed before and bring a little levity to it. Oh, they think I help, you know, I coach people to get divorced. Well, no, that's right. not the case. We actually want them to look at the whole process eyes wide open. And in fact, and we're going to talk about this later, what can be done to maybe even save and recover from this and save the marriage. But the fact of the matter is some of them can't. And so the thing I want listeners to get here is that, and what I'm hearing, Scott, is really the the bottom line, the underpinning um, issue here is really intimacy. And as you said at the beginning of the show, is a lot of people tie intimacy to sexual sexuality. And in fact, it's not. It's if you, if it's a complete trust in the other person. And so then all these other things are, are that, that intimacy is broken down and the trust is broken down in the relationship. And a lot of one of the things that comes out of that is not communicating. So uh, where I want to go with that, Scott is, um, you know, 
for that couple who's in considering divorce right now, uh, what could they do right now uh, that might be able to, you know, open the show with speaking the truth, right? Um, what would you tell a couple, you know, right right now, if this is an issue in their marriage, how could they get through it possibly? Well, it, it, first I have to say that there there is hope. Um, if I were to tell you some of the situations I've helped people through, um, you wouldn't believe that they were there was any possibility that they still could be together today. That's awesome. Um, so there is always hope. Do you so have an example? First, we have to determine <laughs> if both uh, partners are in this. They want to make a run at it. If one does and the other sort of half-hearted, it's not going to go very far, very fast. So, you know, you got to determine if the relationship is salvageable. Um, and then honesty, humility, accountability are three qualities that I say have to be present in the marriage going forward. The, the, you have to have complete transparency. And, you know, I, I, I talk with so many couples that come into my office and they're, they're, they're like, well, this, I, pay this, I pay this bill from my bank account and he pays the mortgage. And I'm like, well, how does that work? Yeah, I've always um, wondered about that. Yes, I. I it does, in, doesn't my feel marriage, very one. In eighteen years, next month ah, we have a joint account, and yeah. I know Dave Ramsey, that that caller that I mentioned, you know, I heard him mention on a show many years ago. He he was like, "What are you doing? Um, no, you need to have a joint account." Right. Um, I'm not an accountant and I'm not a lawyer. However, there has to be some way for there to be transparency right. and rigorous honesty going forward. There are no more secrets. And we don't keep anything from our spouse. Um, there's a wonderful book called uh, Worthy of Her Trust that I recommend to my clients, mm. uh, Steve Arterburn and Jason Martinkus, oh, the authors. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, th- there's a mantra they say in there that I think is worth the price of the book, which is, I'd rather lose you than lie to you. Mm. So I think a lot of people get afraid about messages from money they got growing up, or if they have scarcity mentality or abundance mentality, um, money is very complicated, and they feel like they cannot have intimacy with their partner about finances, and that probably bleeds over into other parts of the relationship, too. Mm. So you have to be daring, and you have to be vulnerable. Intimacy, to me, is knowing and being known. And everybody immediately thinks about sexual intimacy. Well, think about that. You're standing there disrobed in front of each other. How more vulnerable could you be? We have to take that same level of vulnerability and apply it to the other kinds of intimacies in our relationship. Right, emotionally and, and uh, all of that. So what I, what I love there is hope, um, but it's sounding like you really need to have a guide like yourself or a coach, somebody who is skilled in this area. Right. I, I think you do need professional help when there's been a relationship, a betrayal. Right. So um, because it's easy for us to stay in our corners and be wounded, um, you, you know, not talk. And right. it, it, it has to be addressed. It, and it's always difficult. It's not easy. But if you want to make a run at it, 
It has to happen, and it's worth it. It has to start with the truth. You said the word transparency, and if those two people, as you said, want to make a run at it, they want to save their marriage. So again, going back and addressing those people who are considering divorce, there is hope. I want you to hear that. There is hope. It requires you guys coming together, going and talking to a professional who's experienced this, like Scott, like uh, someone else um, who's credentialed in this area, a counselor, those sorts of things, um, and really just, you know, so-called putting everything on the table and and then together moving forward. And Scott, you said honesty, humility, and what was the other word? Accountability. Accountability, yeah, and that's huge. Yeah, you have to be accountable to each other. Yeah, and that's these are keys, and it may be hard, as I said in the opener of the show, it may be hard, but these this is the place to start to dig you out of that hole to save that marriage. My friends, we are talking to Scott Peacock. He is a licensed uh, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, and someone who can walk you through this thing called financial infidelity. We're going to talk about this more when we come back. You guys stay tuned for the two-minute tip. Come on back and join Scott and me. Here's today's two-minute tip. Today's two-minute tip isn't about divorce. It is about COVID-19, the coronavirus. Right now, as this show airs, our world is in the midst of an unprecedented time. We are in the midst of a pandemic that not one of us has seen the likes of before. And even though there is nonstop information about the pandemic, there may still be some that don't know about it or what to do to help stop the spread. Officials are asking people to share factual information about how to stop the spread. And today, I want to do my part. Folks, this is serious business. So if you are listening to this way into the future, I ask for your flexibility as this hopefully is in the future is not a timely two minute tip. I'm I'm hoping you know what I mean. But for those who are listening to the show on air on Saturday, March 28, it's critical. So here's the main thing. Stay at home, please. Unless your role is essential, please, please, please stay at home. Heed what our leaders are asking you to do. If you don't have to be out for essential roles, don't. Even if there aren't orders for you to stay home, right? So show care for our world by staying home. You may or may not be carrying the virus. It's got a one to 14 day contagious period and there's no way of knowing. But if you are feeling ill, quarantine yourself, even if you live in the same household and check your symptoms. Uh, there are resources for that. I, I can't stress this enough. Don't gather in groups. In fact, as the show airs, there is now a stay at home order in the Harris County area and many other regions worldwide. So for more information in Houston, go to readyharris.org. Continue to wash your hands thoroughly, and that's a minimum of 20 seconds. Stay six or more feet apart. If you sneeze or cough, sneeze or cough into your tissue or a bent arm sleeve with a covered mouth and nose. Uh, I'm not a medical expert, so so know that what I'm repeating is just from other authorities. Again, go to readyharris.org for all the details. Here's where I would normally point you to our contact information, but today I want to offer a short prayer. Father God, please deliver us. You are the only rescuer. As Daniel 3.29 says, there is no other God who can rescue like this. We trust you to deliver us from the fire of this pandemic, keeping us healthy, strong, and safe. And we know you will help us rise from the ashes as we rebuild. Help us to be courageous in this time of trial through COVID-19 and the trials of divorce. You remind us not to be afraid. Help us to draw closer to you in this time and find comfort and encouragement and strength and resilience in you and your word. Help us to have peace in this time and always. 
Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Help us to fix our mind on you and your word. Thank you, Father. You are the almighty healer and deliverer. In your son's name we pray, amen. Friends, I'm with you through divorce and in this. And if this episode will benefit others, please rate, review, and share it with them. And we are back, friends. We are talking with Scott Peacock. We are talking about infidelity today, but maybe not the infidelity that you are probably most used to, financial infidelity. And what we've been talking about, what that is, and really beginning to kind of understand that there is hope if you are, if this is an uh, aspect of the, I guess, the conflict in your marriage, if you are considering divorce right now, and this is one of the reasons. So kind of really understanding that. Um, but there, there is hope that a, a relationship can move through that. And, and really, that's what we're focusing on with the hopes that that would happen in a marriage. If it doesn't, obviously, then be moving into divorce. And, and uh, obviously, that's what the show is for, is to help guide you through that as well. And so Scott Peacock is here with us, uh, as I mentioned, talking about it. Scott, you are in the Houston area. Um, I know you do things beyond Houston. You are a licensed professional counsel, counselor, marriage therapist, um, all of those things, many credentials. Um, uh and I know you've been on the show a couple times, and, and so your path has brought you kind of to this place in, in your career, serving people, helping people. Uh, I think one of the, what's the quote that's on your website? I like it. Oh, I help people find the way back. You help people find the way back. And, but it was something about you liked therapy so much, you decided to go do oh, GoPro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I had years ago, <laughs> um, in, in the late 1990s, I went to therapy for a little while. And then after I got out of a relationship, um, not long after that, I went back. And uh, I, I like to say that I liked going to therapy so much, I decided to go pro. Well, there you go. And you are a pro, and we just love having you back here on the show. And, you know, with that said, we were talking about you really need someone to walk you through this financial infidelity if you're going to come through it and be able to uh, save your marriage. And uh, so how would people reach you so that you could potentially be someone who helps them? Well, you can call me at 713-533-8906, okay. or you can visit my website, real easy to remember, scottpeacock, peacock like the bird, dot com, scottpeacock.com. Like and give us that phone number one more time. 713-533-8906. Okay, and you guys definitely reach out to him because, again, as I said, we one of our goals for the show is to help people save their marriages. Uh, and that's really what we're focusing on here today, if this is what you're facing, financial infidelity. And so we were talking about kind of what it is, how it comes to light. But I'm wondering, so we get a little bit of a better grasp on it, Scott. Do you have any examples of maybe a real-life financial infidelity? Yeah, sure. Um, I read a case study recently where the wife had a gambling problem, Um Kids, uh, it's sort of an empty nest situation. Kids grew up, moved out, husband's still working, and and, and the wife was well-educated but had decided to be a homemaker, and she lived in an area where they had riverboat gambling and would, um, you know, hey, I'll just go play a few hands and uh, just get out and not be bored. It was something to look forward to. Something to do. 
something to do. And over time, over over many years, it became more and more. But um, she would have big swings on her losses and, and her wins, and you know, became such a regular. Uh, at uh, some other casinos out of state that they they would call her up and say, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you fly out here? We'll comp your room and pay for your plane ticket. Mm. And she uh, kept being offered lines of credit from uh, from the casino. And, you know, the husband knew she enjoyed gambling, but he didn't understand to what extent. And the, the, the case study kind of ends where at the end um, – She's down at a table on the casino floor for about 12 hours and comes back, and she said, you know, I lost it all. Well, she had inherited quite a bit of money from her mother passing away, and the husband thought he she was talking about that. Well, she said, no, I signed a uh, – secured a line of credit with our house. Mm. So they lost their home. And, you know, this is an extreme case. Now, the – um, I'll say. You know, I went to Target and spent $200. Um, this is very different from that. But the husband had an idea that there was something going on, but, uh, he, you know, it was a lie of omission. And, you know, this we can also get into this particular example with the dynamics of addiction. But um, the lie of omission was, uh, I mean, the huge swings in the amount of money which she was able to cover up with her inheritance for a period of time. And then finally luck ran out, and that was it. Mm. Um, they, everything they worked for was gone. So there was so, no other choice, I guess, than, than complete honesty. I mean, the, it, it was complete reality. Oh yeah, and you said the R word, reality. Uh, yeah, we don't like we don't really like that, right? But <laughs> I keep going back to the beginning of the show, and that's what we have to get to to be able to heal and move forward. And and let, let me say something about you know dwelling in reality, and and I, with my my clients that are facing an addiction, uh, you, know, you know, sexual addiction and pornography or thing, I say you know to come back from this, you have to live a life of rigorous honesty. We don't lie about anything. If it's big or small, because any trust that's built is eroded when we say, you know, if I if I fib about, you know, whether or not I had a turkey sandwich for lunch or I went to McDonald's, um, and and for me with my wife, I used to do that because she was concerned about what I eat, my health. <laughs> I, I'd say, oh yeah, I ate lunch today. But and it I, starts I there, sandwich. and then it, it sucks you in, just there. like the example of the gambling. The little bit, the little bit was fun, and then all of a sudden, line of credit on the house. Then you've changed your neural pathways, and you have a habit, and you have a habit of being dishonest mm. instead of the mild irritation that my wife uses to express her love for me, that she wants me to be around a long time and eat three healthy meals a day right. versus, um, you, you know, so if there has been a betrayal, it, it goes back to zero with, if I can't trust you with these little things, how can I trust you with these big things? You know, there's a so there's a line in a song that I think casting crowns. Um, I don't remember the exact song, but it's, uh, it sticks in my head. I'll love you with the truth. I love and you I, with the truth. Yeah. Sometimes the truth hurts. Right. And we have to, um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's so foundational to a healthy relationship to have the truth. So How do we, we get have there? to be very careful with, um, and, and 
I'd rather lose you than lie to you from that book, Worthy of Her Trust, to me is just such gold. It's such an amazing piece of wisdom. I would rather risk, you know, in my mind that you'll get mad and this is the last time you leave. I would rather risk that. I love you that much. Right. That I will always tell you the truth. So I want to make sure that we say this. We know that this is tough stuff, right? And I said that at the very beginning. This is, this is tough. You can't do it alone. Listeners, I want you to know that you're not alone out there. You've got Scott, you've got me. And, and so this is, this is reality. Um, but it's, it's does start with the truth. My mind goes though to, okay, how do I find that courage to, okay, I'm just going to lay it all on the line because I, I, I know that. Say somebody's listening right now and they're going, okay, I've been hiding this. I don't want to lose my marriage. I would, you know, uh, but I would rather lose her than lie to her. Um, what, I mean, what could you, what could you say to that person? Well, you know, my experience is, you know, first, if, if this is, you talked at the beginning about a hole. Right. And yeah. the first rule of holes is to stop digging. Right. Right? Stop okay. digging. Glad to ha- establish that. <laughs> right. So you first of all got to stop digging. And then second, you do need to talk to the stakeholders in this issue. And how do you summon the strength to do that? For me, it requires a supernatural level of strength. Yeah, exactly. Me so, too calling on your higher power, calling on people around you to uh, be of counsel, a pastor, a trusted person in your community, uh, people to come alongside you and support you, um, that to me is, is essential. Any problem like this, we cannot get out of it alone. If we could, we would have done it already. Right. The other times we've told ourselves, I can stop. Yeah, but that hasn't proven to be the case. And so, you know, what I'm hearing to hear, this is this is the quicker way to health and wholeness and getting out of that hole by going back. And yes, thank you for bringing us back to stopping the stopping the digging. And and so reach out to those people. And I'm you know, I'm drawn in this time of this very virtual world is your small group that brings me to things for those who are connected to a church or aren't this is where you need those those groups who come alongside you scott you use those words and that's great and and not just a therapist not just a divorce coach but objective people too this isn't necessarily a friend uh this is because because they're not objective but a pastor who will come you know walk this path with you with no judgment and you've got to stop there it's so very important Right. And accountability, you know, being accountable to someone, it's you got to be willing to hear the truth from them and that it hurts. And you may have that gut reaction that this person's hurting me. Uh, They're hurting my feelings. Well, because of the truth deficit, it's as if there's this giant energy of it's got to get released and it's going to discharge and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt other people. But it, it, I liken it to cleaning out a wound, op- reopening a wound, cleaning it out, sewing it back up, and then it can heal properly. And that's what we're and, talking about is healing a marriage. For those of you who are considering divorce and financial infidelity is a part of it. We're talking with Scott Peacock, an area, Houston area 
um, mental health uh, practitioner and professional, and we are talking about financial infidelity, but we're talking about so much more. It's complex. You need people who around you. When we come back for the last segment, we're going to talk about final thoughts, and we're going to talk about even more steps of what you can do to heal that wound of financial infidelity. You guys come on back. Don't miss it. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. And we are back already into the fourth segment. Goes so fast. And we are talking to Scott Peacock, a friend of the show. He's waiting for his business cards, right, Scott? Right. You think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) An honorary uh, part of the program. And we're just so happy to, to have Scott with us and to share his expertise. He's a licensed and marriage family therapist here in the Houston area. Um, does things beyond as well and uh, works in all aspects of relationships. And we were talking about when the relationships break down uh, because of financial infidelity and where we had been able to kind of get to is likening that, that breakdown to kind of a wound and not a kind of a wound, but a wound and that the only way to heal that wound is to begin to clear it out, right? So that healing can begin. So I'm wondering, Scott, um, can a, can our marriage survive this sort of infidelity? Uh, yeah, they, they can, and it does. It, it's not easy, and there's going to be a lot of heartache along the way. There's going to be a lot of time, energy, and resources expended. However, I yes, I have seen people come back from terrible situations and remain married, and both people grow. I don't recommend this as an exercise in, in the marital growth, if you can avoid it. Right. But uh, we have to accept that it has happened completely and wholly, uh, and that takes time, too. Um, you, you know, the, the traumatized partner goes through a, a lot of different things, and it, it, it's kind of like a, a PTSD situation in a way, and um, that intrusive thoughts will come back down the line mm-hmm. uh, just out of nowhere and uh, lead, lead the person who's been traumatized just to, to you know, not seem logical and, and be ruled by emotion. And so the betrayer has to use this as an opportunity 
the recovery as you know their recovery as an opportunity to practice a lot of things, including patience. Oh, and patience! Empathy. No, no, no! Hurry up! Let's get past that. <laughs> right? Yeah, hey, right. but I, yeah. I do want to uh, not be patient on that, patient on that, because I really, I heard you say a word there, and I think it's a huge component: acceptance. Oh yes, yeah. Ooh. That's hard. It's really, really hard. It's easy for somebody like me, you know, you come in my office and 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 utilize my resources, and I say, well, look, you just need to accept this has happened. Yeah, um, not so easy. I'm going to plant that seed, and uh, we're going to see it's going to take a long time to grow. Right. So there will be resentment. There will be hard feelings. Um, what does the acceptance like said, do? If we can get there, what does it do for us? I'm sorry? What does the acceptance do for us? If we can get there, like accepting the fact of the matter, not, and I'm not saying in any way that this is easy, but what does that do for us if we can accept the reality? When we well, we can't do anything about the reality until we have accepted that it's happened. Um, you know, like a grief situation, a loved one passes uh, unexpectedly. Um, of course, you're going to suffer, and <clears throat> but we have to move from suffering to pain, and acceptance is the key to doing that. And wait a second, you know, the there's a difference. People I, say, uh, "I have sorry. to accept this. Do I have to forgive them?" Right away. So I want to interject really quick. There's, I just heard something. There's a difference between suffering and pain? Oh, yes, absolutely. So suffering is that we haven't accepted the the, the pain. Okay. Pain we can work with. I tell my clients this all the time. When we can get to pain, we can work with this. We also have to work on helping you get from suffering to pain. Once you're at pain, metaphorically, then your hands are free to begin to do things to heal and remediate that. Mm. But, you know, if you've seen somebody in a grief situation, I just can't accept they're gone. I just can't accept they're gone. They're not moving on with their life. They're in the hole of grief. They're stuck. They're in the hole. Right, and they're digging further. Okay, I get it. It's understandable. Uh And it's not, well, you know, you're just choosing to be in that hole. No, you've got to work through that. And, and, And we could talk about the stages of grief another time. But, um... We have to be willing to move towards acceptance has happened. I give up any possibility that I can change the past. And then we can begin to focus on the individual's healings and then the relational healing. So what I'm hearing there is what is. So looking at current state, these are the facts of the matter. Right. Is that right? So if someone's out there looking at, so this is what's going to be on paper, black and white, I have to force myself to look at that. Again, I can't do it on my own. I need someone like yourself, Scott, somebody objective, pastor, et cetera, that can help you. Uh, But I need help to do that, to look at that in black and white. These are the facts. And then and only then can we begin to find our way out of the hole. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. Right. And again, I am not um, invalidating anybody's pain and suffering. Not at all. Uh, it, it's a process. But you know, we hear. You know, you and I are both Christians, and uh, and our. If we read, uh, you know, the Bible, it says, you know, go forgive your brother before you come to me. Well, <laughs> um, okay, but there's a lot of details left out there. Is that just immediate, right. or is it a process? So. Um, 
for a lot of people, an awful lot of people, it's a process. And I think we're kind of wired that way. Yeah, it's not easy. No, it's not easy at all. It's not easy at all. But one of the 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 things that we want to bring about with this show also is not just talking about the hole and digging and stopping digging and all of that, is that there is hope. And uh, and and we talked about that before that in, in, in segment two earlier in the show, we were talking about how does a couple kind of find their way back. And we talked about some uh, honesty and humility and accountability and complete transparency. And so what I'm really hearing is there is hope. If we look at the facts, we look, uh, we are willing to get help, find and speak that truth. I'll love you with the truth. So we've talked about a lot of things here, and obviously, Scott, we could talk about many, many more. And I'm just wondering, final thoughts, what might you want to leave the listeners with today? Well, uh, yeah, I want to reiterate what we talked about earlier. There, there, there certainly is hope, um, but we have to do some hard examination. So the, the, the person who was the betrayer has to do some real soul-searching and self-examination, like looking back at messages about money that came from earlier in life, parents' messages, fears, differing beliefs from your spouse. Um, You know, did you come from a place of scarcity or abundance mentality? So there's more to it. It's not just the person's bad or wrong. Right. There's more to it. So looking back, okay, I get that. Now, now the other thing is, is the person who's been betrayed has to accept that they've been betrayed. And a lot of times, what I hear is, "I didn't ask for this. I didn't do this. Right. I didn't do anything wrong." But then this the reality. To me. And, yeah. But I, I don't quote Dr. Phil often, but I heard him say this a long time ago. He said, "You didn't ask for it, and it's not fair, but you own it." So, I love Dr. Phil. I it's love that. It's not fair, <laughs> but you have to own it. If, it, if it's, it's harmed real. you, you have to own it. No right. one's going to help you. Uh, I, I mean, the, the first, uh, the way, the path to getting healthy is to making that decision that, okay, I, I want to do something about this. And again, I fully acknowledge it's not fair. Um, and then you can come back together as a couple, as each of you have worked on those two things. And Dr. John Gottman talks about attuning to the hurt. Uh, on the part of the betrayer, atoning, and then reattaching. So, but the first thing that has to happen is that the betrayer has to understand and empathize with what their behavior has done, the, so the damage it's caused. Right, and and so we get to that reality, and healing can begin there. I'll love you with the truth, and and really as. A divorce coach, that's where we go as a thinking partner to help them get to that truth. You do the same thing, Scott, through helping them with acceptance. And, uh, you know, whether we're, no matter the phase of divorce we're in, that's really what we're doing. Looking at this is eyes wide open to get us to that whole and healthy place. So my, my guests like Scott, we're here to help you and walk through, walk that path with you. So Scott, thanks for joining us. I'm so glad you've been back. You'll have to come back again. I will. Good. Hey, I'm holding you to it. Thanks for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or call me at 281-944-8043. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT The Word.